Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. So, Whoa. <laughs> what's going on, man? Slow motion, man. You know, everybody going through it. Some of us, you know, have it better than others. Some of us have it tougher than others. But at the end of the day, we pretty much going through the same struggle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before we get started, though, can you let the people know who you are and what you do? Well, I go by the name of DJ Wop. And from the Seven Wall, New Orleans, um, I'm a DJ slash consultant slash producer slash friend partner slash somebody's old man slash, you know what I'm saying? I have several different titles, I guess, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm just out here, just a person that, 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 that's, that's been inspired by music. I've been involved with music for like basically around 36 years, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how I knew you was official. Um, we went to trade day one time. And it, I think this is probably like my first time like working with y'all or, or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we put up them posters or some, uh, show posters, I think, huh? Show posters. Yeah. Well, Bun B had drove past us. And uh, <laughs> he drove past and then circled back around. And he was just like, man, I couldn't, I couldn't pass by without saying what's up to WAP. And I was like, man. <laughs> Like, yeah. like after that, like you, you just yeah. you were solidified as the OG for me. Yeah. <laughs> like Bun, Bun the homie. That's, that's one thing I respect about Bun. Like Bun, like man, you run across people, and no lie, no lie. I always pretty much say this: two of the realest cats that I've ever um, run across in the music business is Ti and Bun B. And Pimp, of course. Pimp, Pimp was real. Pimp was, <laughs> if anybody know Pimp, they could tell you Pimp was real also. But definitely Bun, because I had more interaction with Bun than I actually had with Pimp. But yeah, but yeah, Bun, definitely a solid dude. You know what I'm saying? So he, he basically, like we were saying in New Orleans, Bun spent the bin. You did? He spent the bin and came back and holler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I know you was, <laughs> you was like, like you said, you was like, oh, wow, you can't holler at WAP like that? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and I mean, to to me, like now, now that I'm older, you know, because back then it was just like that was just dope that it was Bun B. But to me, that said a lot about your character. You know what I mean? Because no. like it, it could have been anybody, and and he could have just drove by, but he came back because you know he really fucked with you. So that that was dope to me. But my question to you, because just just from the times that I have been around you and seeing how you look out for people and stuff like that, because is is rare in the you know in the industry that you work in so i'm just curious to know like why like what makes you do that like why did why do you look out for people so much honestly when we was coming up i come up with manny fresh and we was like we were basically the youngsters out the whole pretty much dj world in New Orleans, basically. You know what I'm saying? We was like the youngsters. Like, I was in a group with my cousin. Our group was called New York Incorporated, and it was a few years older than us, and everybody else was older than us. Slick Leo, everybody who was on the DJ scene was was old. There wasn't OGs yet, because it still was kind of relatively new to everybody, but there were more veterans than us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, everybody didn't necessarily greet us with open arms, you know what I'm saying? It was like, them, get them little dudes out of here, whatever. They'd like, you know, know how you do the, like you might do your little brother or your little cousin, your little nephew, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But like, man, get out of here. Yeah. And they, they didn't, I guess, figuratively do that. But, you know, they kind of did that to us mentally, you know what I'm saying? And they kind of, they basically underestimated us. But when we got on the turntables, like I specifically remember we did a house party and like man, I don't know who got on first. Was it Manny or me or you know whatever who, whoever was first? But it was like, oh, your boy cold. If it was Manny, you know what I'm saying? Then when I got, oh, your boy, oh, they both of them cold. You know what I'm saying? And it felt so good to hear that. It's like we was getting out. That's why I'm big on getting propped because it like it reassures you. You know what I'm saying? You doing you kind of doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? When somebody just you know, good job, Mike. Good job, Wap or Earl. You know what I'm saying or whatever. It's just it's just reassuring. So I try to just encourage everybody, man, keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's, it's so many people who 
thing negatively. Like nobody thought we would be, especially Manny, more, more, way more than me. Nobody knew he was going to become what he became. You know what I'm saying? Nobody didn't even know I would become what I became as a DJ and sometimes producing whatever else I've been doing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So many people to this day, you know what I'm saying? To this day, they see us and be like, man, y'all still doing it. And they, they, they bug out because we still friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So personally, once again, going back to it, I do it just to give everybody encouragement. Keep doing what you're doing because so many people shoot you down and tell you that it ain't going to work. And I'm telling you to do it till you, till you figure it out. You want to go somewhere else or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You decide not to go in that direction. Cool. But, man, keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody, no, nobody, the majority of people haven't gone through what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? In that, in your particular field. You know what I'm saying? But then when you run across somebody else in, in the field, you see everybody got different struggles. Because, like, people always ask, like, for advice, how you make it and how you do this and how you do that. Man, it's probably not too many stories that's that's that similar. You know right. what I'm saying? Most people, I might go straight. You might go take 25 turns and get get to that. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? Get to that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's story is different. So, and I don't mind giving advice, but your route may not be the same route that I took. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, just because all, all our lives are so different. So it's like not supposed to be the same. Yeah. Even Even one thing that's totally discouraging is having a woman that that don't have your back man that's discouraging you know what i'm saying like you got somebody that's that's encouraging you you know what i'm saying it, it just feels good you know what i'm saying because some people like i say some people don't see the see the main thing is some people don't see your vision you know what i'm saying like your mama might want you to, to be a lawyer or something you know what i'm saying like, mom, this, I have a passion for this. This is what I want to do. And then to, until they see you do something that may have some cool results, then they'll be like, oh, okay, that's how you do that, all right? You know what I'm saying? Then they feel a little better because they want you to take that ABC route to college or whatever, not the A, B, let me skip to, to X, Y, Z, and all the letters in between, I was doing something else or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, you, you know, at the end of the day, you got the final result when you get the Z, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, you know. But I just like encouraging and helping people. And I do it for nothing, you know what I'm saying? I don't be like, man, you got to pay me back or you owe me a favor or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I just do it, you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, no, I, you know, when y'all came out here that time and uh, y'all had that session at Red Bull and, and, you know, when you invited me to the session, I was just like, man, like, you know, it, it at that time in my life, it made me ask myself, like, damn, who am I to be, you know, invited to a session? I was almost scared to come. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, man. Like I, I've just always seen you like just look out for people, and that shit has been really cool to me. Um, I've been seeing you DJing a lot online, and it's funny because you know so many creatives that I know right now are struggling with this time. But I'm curious to know like what's keeping you inspired, or like what's pushing you to go right now. It's actually just people. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not really doing it for myself. Like right hand to the law. I'm really not doing it for myself because it's kind of it's kind of weird because not to not to be on some cockiness or whatever but like you know what I'm saying I only DJ when I'm getting paid or doing an event or whatever you know what I'm saying and I don't even be in here practicing or anything like that like, I just like I rarely just hop on the turntable you know what I'm saying because I like most people look at me as DJ Watt, but I have all kind of other things that I be doing I do, I do photography. I do, I do, I do shirts. You know what I'm saying? Do merch. I got some DJ Wop shirts. I have two different logos, right? So that's the one, you know, in homage to um, Run DMC, and this is the one Cole did. Okay, yeah, I remember this one. Cole did that. Yeah, he did that for my little business cards and all that stuff. Yeah, of course. I got a, I got a rough for my homeboy, Manny Fresh. Okay. <laughs> and of course, I, I just try to play off of certain things and songs and words or whatever, right? So. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of, it's more or less, a, it's more or less a, a out the trunk. That kind of sound like the New Orleans, like, format of business. Like, that That seemed like how everybody started in New Orleans. Selling yeah. Out. yeah, pretty much. But that, you know, I say that to say that's why I'm not necessarily super geeked on DJing, but I'm strictly, like, when I say I'm doing it for the people, 
people be like, man, man, won't you go live? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, not just a few people, several people. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's that's what it feel like. And that, that's what it feel like with Fresh, too, to me. Like, it seemed like y'all y'all doing it to, you know, to build the people up. And it's it's so crazy because this, this time, for me, is kind of reminiscent of Katrina. Right, know? right. Um, Definitely has the similarities. Yeah, and, and just thinking about, you know, at that time in my life, how I got through it as opposed to how I'm dealing with it now. I'm curious to know, you know, what what's the difference in in how you are getting through through this as opposed to that? And I, and actually, we can start with how how did you get through Katrina? Because I mean, you was in New Orleans during that time, right? We was in New Orleans that Friday Friday night. We went to right, it was Rasmus' birthday party. Yeah, Rasmus have a birthday party. I want to say it was at the, the CAC. Temporary Austin or something like that, but it was you know downtown. So that that was the I remember it because that was the last thing we did in the city before Katrina, right? Yeah. So the next morning we had a flight to Toronto, and it was me, Manny, and Coons, right? So we flew to Toronto. The, the flight was Saturday, so we was out there all day Saturday. But the concert was Sunday, and our return travel was Monday. Monday they said it was coming, right? So. So uh, anyway, you know, went out to Canada, to Toronto, did the show. And Monday, I'm trying to, you know, do a flight. And of course, all flights were canceled um, returning to New Orleans, going to New Orleans, right? So I'm telling the, uh, the travel agent, travel, it was a female travel agent. I'm telling her, like, look, you can get us to Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, <laughs> Memphis, anywhere you know, six, seven, eight, eight, nine hours away, driving wise away. We'll just drive, you know, when it's all over, when it's all set. Because of course, being from New Orleans, how I couldn't tell you how many times we had to leave for, for a hurricane. Yeah. But we were, you know, it was numerous amounts of time. But we'll leave two, three days, come back, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we're we thinking we're coming back in two, three days. Well, three days. When we packed to go to Canada, we packed for three days. I had one pair of shoes. Yeah. And however many what? Three pairs of uh, boxes. Yeah. And then two or three shirts or whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? A couple of pairs of jeans, that was it. Matter of fact, I might have had two pairs of jeans or jeans and shorts or something. You know what I'm saying? But um, so the interesting part was the travel agent lady was like saying, look, all flights are canceled and this and that. I was like, I'm not trying to get to New Orleans. I'm trying to get somewhere else. Like I just said, all those different cities where when it's over, we could just rent a car and just drive back home or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or catch a flight or whatever the case may be. So Nicole, you know Nicole, right? Yeah. So Nicole, I wound up talking to her, and of course my the phone rates was was going through the roof and all this kind of stuff. So I wound up talking to her. Let me, I'll call you back. Call the people, whatever. Got us the flights, and the flight went from Toronto to Chicago, from Chicago to Houston, and we was in Houston ever since. I was in Houston basically like seven, eight years or something after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but the adjustment was getting back. When we get when we first got to Houston, we spent a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't realize because like we was getting hotel rooms and family was coming out there and all that. So we just you know spending, spending, spending. I might have spent an easy five, six grand or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just just you know trying to get people good and no telling what man he spent around that time. You know what I'm saying? And um, but we had to get we looked at each other like man, we got to get back to work. You know what I'm saying? So we got back to the studio, Studio Seventy Three Hundred Three in Houston. Out there, we did Mike Jones and, and Lil Flip, all the Houston cats, um, um, Slim Thug. We did something for Bun. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff on um, Bun. Uh, was it Trill? I think yeah. Trill. I think Man had two or three songs on. All that was done in that time frame. You know what I'm saying? You know, pretty much surrounding Katrina all the uh, two, three years, you know what I'm saying? In that frame or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So we just got back to work because it was just it was just time, you know what I'm saying? We were just losing money, you know what I'm saying? Now with this, I'm not making no money at all. You dig what I'm saying? 
because I'm not DJing, I'm not selling shirts. Well, actually, I sold some shirts, but they was like, you know what I'm saying, hold them. You know what I'm saying? It was like, basically, they sent the money and everything. It's like, and I said, what you want me to drop them all? They was like, nah, I ain't tripping. Just, just wait till all this is over with or whatever. But um, but for as gig-wise, like, because we do, we do silent headphones as well. Me and Raj have a silent headphone company, and um, we had we had a gig like right before this all went down, and I think I had something for Suno coming up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, so just not only just the DJ gigs, but the silent disco gigs as well. But it's just it's definitely like definitely um, a, a big loss of money for me personally. Like it's just it's just not coming in. Yeah, how and I get the, I get the tips and all that from the from the cash app and all that. That's cool, but that's not gonna really, you know right. what I'm saying. And then the thing about it, I I don't even expect everybody to tip or whatever because I feel like we all in the same, you know, we're the same situation. So if you tip, you tip. You don't, you know what I'm saying. That's cool. Just just enjoy the music. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But I sure appreciate the tips when they come in. You know what I'm saying. So <laughs> you know, I had a nice couple of weekends. You know what I'm saying. But you know. Yeah, it's, it's rough though. It's rough. I I can't even lie. It's rough. How are you staying mentally healthy during this time? Well, I just I just keep positive. You know what I'm saying. I I, I call my family, my sister, my daddy, uh, grandmother, um, cousins. You know, just friends and family plus family and all that, and just you know joke around. I'm always sending some kind of a meme or something, or they sending something to me. Yeah. Like we just we just stand like real upbeat and, and playful. We joke about, you know, what room you gonna be in the day or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, I say, look, I might go, I might play the kitchen for a couple of hours a day. You know what I'm saying? We just stay upbeat and just just joke because, you know, ain't ain't no reason to be down about it because it's it's a um we don't see no we don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? So like it's some I talked to somebody, oh, my friend Storm used to rap with Mac. And she was saying that the thing about it, you can't plan for nothing. The only thing that we know is tomorrow. Right. In other words, we know we're going to be in the house tomorrow, according to all what's going on, because we don't have no kind of, because every time they say something, okay, well, we're going to extend it in another 30 days or whatever. We can't plan for nothing. She had trips she was about to take. We was going to, me and my nephew, he, I had to renew my passport. My passport expired all from around that Katrina, Canada trip. It had been expired. So I got my passport renewed. And got him a, a new passport, so we was gonna go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? We hadn't picked a destination yet or anything, but like, we got we got new passports. We can't even go nowhere. We can't even we can't even go to we can't even go to California. You know what I'm saying? We can't go nowhere. Right. And that that part really sucks. You know, it just sucks that you can't really go nowhere. You can't plan for anything. I was like, I was telling some, a friend of mine yesterday. I said, man, I might cancel my insurance and everything. My car insurance, I ain't going nowhere. Right, yeah. I said, man, I might cancel that and just be like, look, man, look, when, when it's over with, I renew it or whatever, because I'm like, ain't no use of, you know, them just still taking money out of my account and all this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Most of what I'm going to the store. I, I could take that chance of, right. of getting stopped with no insurance because Walmart up the block, like, you know what I'm saying? So, but I'm dealing with it like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to stay upbeat and positive. And not not just be all negative about it. You know what I'm saying? Just try to make the best of it. Yeah. So what your, what's your routine looking like right now? Do you have like a daily routine of things that you do? Not necessarily. I was getting up, doing a little daily walk or, or run. I I do both, depending on how I feel that morning. <laughs> but that that daily it turned into maybe twice a week, maybe three days a week. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, it's kind of rough. See the roughest part about it, not that I even want to do it, but the rough part about it because I'm up later than normal. Yeah. I'm up watching Netflix and watching uh Fire Stick and you know what I'm saying? This 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 that and the third, just being up way more than I would be on a regular basis. Cause I'll be man, sometimes I'll be sleeping nine, ten o'clock or whatever, because I gotta, you know, my, my nephew go to um you know, I'm raising him, he go to uh this military school on the West Bank Noma. And I got to get up every morning, 6 o'clock, be out the door at 6.30 and all that. You know what I'm saying? So I was used to just, you know, having my times of being asleep. The only time I'll be out later if I have gigs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? But um, like I said, that has changed my whole sleeping patterns and everything because I'll just be up watching movies. You know? I haven't even watched anything in the past three days, like far as late night or whatever. So the past three days, 
somewhat back to normal. 10 o'clock, I'm out or whatever, you know what I'm saying, knocked out or whatever. But it just, it just, it does change a whole, uh, to me, whole, just regular, regular normal pattern. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't have to get up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So I was going to sleep at a certain time. I don't have to really do anything, even, you know what I'm saying? That's why I've been, now the last two days I've been doing this lunch mix, so I'm trying to keep that up, you yeah. know? But it's, 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 it's rough. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to any, like, just up, shoot, and not just up and coming DJs, but just any creatives right now? Like, what, what advice do you feel like you could give them you know, for this time right now? Oh, for this time? Yeah. Well, for this time, I had I had two ways of looking at it. Like, you have plenty of time to, to kind of perfect your craft and just go hard. I look at it that way, because, you know, they have the little meme saying, if you, uh, something about, if you, if you don't come out of this with a, a, a a better plan or whatever. I'm sure you've seen it. I don't necessarily agree with that because you might not be inspired to do something. Cause like, bro, like it's like, you know, like I said, it's, it's one way to look at it. Like in that way, yeah, practice and work on your dream and come up with new ideas and do a little plan or whatever. But on the other hand, it's like, man, look, it's kind of like, man, I, I don't even have to, uh, I can't even do this now. Cause like when you do a plan, and you try to execute it, it's, it's best to try to execute it sooner than later. Right. So you're coming up with a plan. Think about it like this. You're coming up with a plan now, and hypothetically speaking, hopefully not, but just say it's three more months before you even get to execute. You know what I'm saying? That's not even, like I'm coming up with a manicure, coming up with a plan now. We have some some other shirts or whatever. We're trying to go kind of more full blast with it or whatever, and it's something big. I'm going to run into you when we get it. I don't want to say it or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Because we kind of been working on it, but we dragged our feet. Yeah. And now we kind of like, man, it's a perfect opportunity to do it. We were supposed to have it done before this year. But anyway, even with that, it's kind of like, you're kind of inspired. It's like, man, we don't even know when we're going to be able to actually really go hard and go forward. Yeah. Because we don't have a timeline or anything. All that, all that what they're saying on the news, they guessing. They don't have no kind of fire... Uh, realistic game plan. Right. Because yeah. I will hear one doctor say one thing, another doctor say another thing. Some say these masks or, or this, that, and the third, they fire, and it's the N95, what is the N95 and all that. And some people say, well, these are cool, you know what I'm saying? I've seen people see like, you, you could roll with the homemade um, yeah. mask for a while and this and that, but there's so many, they, they're contradicting one another. Then they're saying people are dying because of this, or they say the corona can't survive I heard this and was like, wait, we should be good, right? They said corona can't survive 80 degrees or, or, or higher temperatures. It's been 80 plus, so it should be gone, right? right? So I don't understand what the hell they talking about. Right. Like, it just don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? They're not really... And and I also believe that they really don't know because this is something that they haven't... <laughs> they haven't really... You know, they had to... They, they didn't learn this in school or they've never gone through this, so they don't know. Yeah. I really believe they don't know. I believe the same thing. I really do. Man, yeah. how how are things in New Orleans? Because I know, you know, from, from the outside, it make it look like Louisiana is like, you know, like they said, a hot spot. And yeah, how are things looking well, out there? The numbers look terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're supposed to be, I think we might be number one in the nation for, as far as per capita. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's just bad. Now, I think we just had like a slight decline or a cooler decline within the last week, maybe two. But it's just bad, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? Then everybody that's passing, it's still, this, this is kind of weird to me as well. Because some people that are passing, they are relating it to coronavirus. Although some people kind of may have been sick prior, you know what I'm saying? Like even Black and Mild, rest in peace, DJ Black and Mild. Black and Mild had, you know, underlying health issues, but he's labeled as a coronavirus, um, I guess, casualty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's been a few other people. Uh, I can't think of the others, but it's been a, a few other people who's kind of already, you know, somewhat sick or whatever. 
And I understand if you get this, it kind of, you know, more or less puts you over the top or whatever. But don't act as if he just died because, of, or he or she died just because they have coronavirus. They had other issues. Right. So to me, they're, they're, they're piling the numbers up. Where this probably, if coronavirus hadn't been going on, this wouldn't even be classified as such. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, like, like, do y'all want these numbers to look like this or whatever? Like, call a spade a spade, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I just don't get that, you know? But it's crazy, though, because, man, the streets are empty. I can go outside. I can go outside and not see somebody for three days. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can go outside three days. Like, I mean, like, on this block, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying if I go, you know, anywhere to the store or anything. But if I go outside in my neighborhood, I might not see nobody, anybody for two, three days. Wow. Yeah. Shit, it ain't like that here. Motherfuckers be out here. <laughs> like, pra- practicing social distancing, but people be out. Yeah. But see, that's the, that's the thing. Like, people, you know, people got to learn things the hard way. You know what I'm saying? They won't have a second line. They won't have an Easter parade. They won't have an Easter party. They won't do this. Like, man, stay inside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And no disrespect to, to nobody, because both of my homies, but Rides would be DJing at the House of Blues and DJing here, and Manny would be at the main song. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm DJing from right here. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Straight up. Now, I have been going by, by uh, Mia's house, Mia X, because I, you know, call her and see if she need anything from the store or whatever. Yeah. She'd be like, "Wop, I, you know, I need this and that. Wop, I'm a cash app. All right, cool, whatever. I say, get our groceries. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. other than that, if I'm not really going to the grocery store, man, like, it's nowhere else to go. So I mean, I'm, I'm bugging out of like, where are y'all finding places to go? Like, where are y'all going? You know what I'm saying? It's very restaurants that's open. You know what I'm saying? It's fast food or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I have, I've been cooking, so yeah. I haven't even been eating fast. I ate, I ate, me and my nephew ate Popeyes once. Damn. During the whole, and what we've been inside what since when did this when did this happen when like about a month um, matter of fact I know when it happened around March twentieth or so because Manny's birthday on March twentieth and yeah. I was gonna go to Houston on the twenty first he was gonna have something at the crib at, in Houston yeah and um wound up not going you know what I'm saying he he not he wound up coming back to New Orleans and all that so it happened roughly around that time. When it was, you know, it wasn't all, uh, uh, all, I guess, quarantine at that point, but it was getting there. So basically since, like, late March. And it's what? Almost April, wait. Yeah, almost late April. So crazy. So damn that 30 days. Yeah. Just, just on the morsel of the, I guess, close to quarantine-wise, but it still was a week or so before that when everybody was kind of like, you know. So it's been at least a good six weeks, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because I didn't lost count, bro. Sometimes I got I to gotta, I gotta figure out what day it is. Like, hold on, what today is? <laughs> I feel like it's a long, continuous day right now. Yeah. Shoot. What's, uh, so what's one piece of life advice that you could give to somebody that you've gotten on your journey? Just, just, just stay grounded. Yeah, because so many people just don't stay grounded. You know what I'm saying? Some people get caught up in, oh, I'm DJ Wap, I'm Manny Fresh, I'm, you know, I'm P Diddy or whoever. You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily just from a music or whatever that, that that aspect, but just from a, um, sometimes I'm Doctor, I'm Doctor Seuss. <laughs> Couldn't think of a doctor name besides Susan or whatever, but I'm doctor such and such, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like at the end of the day, you still pretty much like they say, treat the treat the uh I treat the janitor the same way as I treat the CEO. Yeah. People don't believe in that, you know what I'm saying? Like people will really be like, I've been in places, some people I'm I'm gonna tell you a story, man. I'm not gonna see who the person was, but but the person is on TV. Right. Yeah. So we in Atlanta in Patchwork Studios. And she come in there, and the thing about it, we had been on tour with this person, right? And I saw this person every day. I was the only person that would be at the, the, the arena every day early because I'm setting up and DJing and all this, right? 
So I would see this person every day. I'll tell you who it was off of, you know, off, off air or whatever, because, you know, it's not even worth it, but it just was interesting. But I would see her every day, and she would speak. We had a cool little relationship on the tour as far as, like, speaking and whatnot, right? So anyway, like I said, we had Password. She come in Password, and I'm pretty much getting prepared to be like, hey, how you doing? What's, you know what I'm saying? Like, long time, no see whatever. She spoke to Manny. She spoke to Leslie Brathwaite, the engineer. And I don't know, just Ben Upstreet now, or whoever else was in there. And didn't even say hello to me. Wow. And I was like, I'm not tripping if you don't remember me from tour or something. First of all, that should be impossible because if you see some, think about it, but if you're on a tour for like 30 days or so, and you see somebody every day for 30 days, even if a year or so passed by, hypothetically speaking, just say two years passed by, you yeah. should be like, damn, you look familiar. You should be, I should be at least a familiar face to you. You know what I'm saying? But no, he's in there all that. But on top of that, I'm like, just some regular hospitality. You from the South, I'm from the South. You supposed to be like, hey, how y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? When you come to the room, you're supposed to speak to everybody. You yeah. see, I wouldn't roll like that. That's like if I come there and you have, say, three, four people, males, females, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I just speak to you. Man, that's just not even cool. Right. I'm going to be like, what's up, Mike? Because I know you. I'm going to say your name and everything, but I'm going to be like, hey, how y'all doing? Yeah. I might say I'm DJ WAP or Earl or WAP or whatever it may be, but I'm just not, not totally not speak to the rest of the people in the room. Yeah. I just thought that was so whack, bro. That's funny because that's, that's something I, I feel like I probably experienced more out here than being in the South. Like being in L.A., I've, I've experienced that a lot. What, people speaking or, or not speaking? Not speaking, yeah. Not speaking? Yeah. Yeah, because for the most part, bro, like in New Orleans, man, you could be walking in the neighborhood. You're not even from this particular neighborhood. But just say I'm uptown somewhere. I'm from downtown. I'm more uptown somewhere. You know, by some people I know. But if I'm walking in their neighborhood, I'm going to be like, hey, how y'all doing? Especially if it's elderly people or older people sitting on the steps and sitting outside playing cards or drinking or whatever the case is, I'm going to speak. So it just, like, was so weird to me. And for the most part, Atlanta, Atlanta people, you know, they're from the South as well. So they got the Southern hospitality. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So for for her to not speak was just so weird to me. But but, but with that being said, I've been several places where people would be like, you know, come see Manny. I'm right there. Matter of fact, we could be in the middle of a conversation. Me and him in the middle of a conversation. You don't know what we talking about. We might be talking about money, whatever. Yeah. And people would just interrupt and be like, oh, can I take a picture? Or, hey, Manny, and this and that. They didn't have time. want me to take the picture. Like, they just really interrupted us. You know, but people are weird, bro. But I, I, I pray that I never be like that. And and I hope, you know, none of my people be like that. That's why I, I say stay grounded. Yeah, man, I honestly, I, I think things are going to change after all of this because uh, I really feel like the playing field is level right now. It ain't no questions. Yeah. It ain't no studios open. So everybody working on the same level. So, yeah, exactly. Know. That's why I say, like, I was I went to Walmart early this morning, like 8.39, track, whatever it was, early this morning. And um, so this lady was passing. So, of course, I stopped. No, my basket was in an aisle. It was kind of in the middle of the aisle. And I was getting some off the shelf at the time. So I was getting some off the shelf, and I saw the lady on my peripheral. So I looked. I said, all right, let me move the bag. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And I was like, no problem. You know what I'm saying? But it was an old, older white lady, and she was, I'm saying, more friendly. Because, like, you know, under normal circumstances, that white lady wouldn't have said a word. Right, yeah. So a dark-skinned black guy in, in Walmart, she was just... She probably would have waited till I moved totally to even pass, you know what I'm saying? Some of them. Some of them were that fearful, you know, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't realize I'm, this store. I'm not about to grab your pride. I didn't been in, you know, you may, you may have experienced it because a lot of us have. I didn't been in elevators and see somebody clutch their purse. And I'm like, how am I going to grab your purse in an elevator and then run out of here? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, and I, you know, I just been brought up a different way. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, man, we all the same. Right at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying? we all the same with different colors. When, when you cut and I cut, we both gonna bleed. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna be like, oh, you got more money. The status don't matter right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jay Z got that same wrist as me when I when he walk out the door and I walk out the door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now nah, he might, uh, you know, I guess get better treatment by who he is or something like that. But for the most part, man, that virus ain't going to be like, oh, no, don't worry about him. Skip him and 
catch him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the, the virus the virus don't have no favorites at this point, you did. Because you hear, like in all seriousness, you hear about, because they were saying initially, they were saying babies were more of a risk and elderly people were more of a risk. But then they had something on the news. This lady was like 34. It's all ages. It ain't yeah. no, it ain't saving nobody. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? You think somebody 34, they're healthy, they got a, you know, a better immune system or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Man, that, that virus is not showing no favoritism whatsoever. Right. Everybody, every, anybody can get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. But, um, it, it's serious, all right? but we all, we all going to get through it, man. We all going to get through it. Yeah, man, all we got to do is just, like I said, stay positive and pray and just stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? Don't go anywhere unnecessarily around crowds and all that. To me, like, can't reiterate it enough because people are still doing it. They say Dag Prescott had a party or whatever. Like, bro, what, are, what are y'all thinking? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like, if you if you do everything, for one, social distancing is supposed to help us in it. You know what I'm saying? To prevent us from gathering and, and you know, large crowds and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Well, people still can't um, stay home. It's like, it's, I mean, almost on the daily. Yeah. You'll see something, you know, social media, whatever. They saw somebody, or they didn't got together and had a pool party in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Some people, they didn't had a, a march up in a, 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 a small parade uptown. Some people in Dallas might have had, like that, they had a party. So people in Oakland, you know what I'm saying? It's all over. So it's not like, okay, well, people in New Orleans tripping or they stupid or whatever it is. It's everywhere. The people like, and I understand, like, you know, when it's kind of a small group, like less than 10, like two or five or whatever, cool. But when you got 10, 20 people, bro, or more, that's ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous to me because they're saying, you know, a crowd of such is, you know, you're at a risk. So you're not, that means you're not even taking it seriously. But we don't take things seriously. Yeah. We don't take things seriously until it hits home. You know what I'm saying? To it affect you personally or somebody real, that real, you know, next to you, that, that close to you or whatever. Like, man, then niggas be like, oh, this shit real. Yeah, they've been saying it's real, but like, stay away. Right. You know? So I just hope everybody stay away, man, and, and just, because cause I'm ready to get back to my regular life. This nah, is, this man. is. I've been making the best of it, but this is miserable, man. I wouldn't wish this on nobody else in the future. This is this is for the blues. Yeah. Man. This is not cool. It's not fun. I don't want to be around here saying, oh man, in, in 2020, man, we we did this, we did this for the coronavirus, but we had fun. No, I'm not gonna be saying I had fun. You know what I'm saying? I would be like, it was rough. Like I said, every day I look at my bank account, it's dwindling. Like I said, it's serious enough for me to start cutting some bills or something because there ain't nothing coming in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm totally not used to that. I'm I'm used to at least making something a month. You know what I'm saying? From just, you know, just from DJing, a, a, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't have a, a a real nine to five, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got to rely on these gigs and, and, you know, these personal little side businesses and whatnot, shirts and and. and Silent headphone parties and all that. I got to rely on that. Yeah. You know, and I'm good when everything is okay. But when everything stops, man, change your life, bro. Change your life for the worse. You'd be like, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Because I was around here a couple of weeks ago, like, man, when, it, when it's over with, shh, first time I'm doing, man, I'm going to take somebody out. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to eat at such and such and this and that. Shit, I, I might have to file. I might have to file for some some, some food stamps or something with this over with. <laughs> but nah, it's not that real. But like you know, for real, it's kind of yeah. It, it just you know, it just steadily dwindling, bro. And it's just like man, something got to come in quick. You know what I'm saying? So one now, one good thing about uh, you know, back to saying um about me DJing, I have done two birthday parties, so. For one of the birthday parties, you know, I just, you know, it was a friend of a friend or whatever, gave him a cool little price. But the other birthday party, I charged them a full price as if I'm doing a, a real party, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I'm DJing for three, four hours and all that, so yeah. So in that sense, it's kind of cool. You can make your nice little grip. 
as a poet, and you might get tips and all that as well, as opposed yeah. to just counting on tips, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I welcome the poet, and I sacrifice my whole my whole mind frame because I'm totally not a bounce DJ. And, right. and they, you know, for the at least for the first part, they wanted to hit 97% bounce. Damn. <laughs> so, you know, so I'd be like, you know, I'm in a, it's just a weird situation because, like, I got to play for the people. Yeah. But just like you had never seen me before. Oh, let me check out DJ Wap on his live without. They'd be like, oh, he a bounce DJ. Because everything I'm playing. You know what I'm saying? I like to play all kind of music, old school, new, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Even the, the young mumble rappers or whatever, I'll play that before all bounce. But yeah. that's what they've been requesting or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to do what you got. That, that that shows you the, the, the sacrifice you have to make. Like I got to sacrifice this to make that little birthday money, so it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? So I sacrifice. But I also was like, every time somebody, because it might on chiming, oh, it's a bounce party, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Such, such, uh, just join, yo, it's a bounce party. I'm letting people know this is not me. Yeah. So just enjoy it if you like bounce or whatever. But if you don't understand that it's a party, yeah, you know what I'm saying? it's just not a regular me live going in and just you know doing my own personal thing. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it's, it's you know that's that's part of being positive about. Well, just be positive, just do it. You know what I'm saying? It's a birthday right. party yeah. and get a little change for it or whatever. You know, but like if I was in a position to be just be like, no, I'm good, I would be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And and it's, at the same time, no, it's like you never know what this is gonna open up on the other side of this, you know? Yeah, honestly, like cause you know, like me, Raj, a bunch of DJs, we on a little group chat, uh what's called group me. And it's yeah. um a bunch of people on it. Well, it's all DJs on the chat, male, female, old guys, new guys, young girls, older girls, whatever. So we all kind of feel like people going to like really embrace the DJs once it's, once it's, you know, all is over with. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It might be a little tip jaw, or, you know what I'm saying? With like a, a real tip jaw at the club, just cause like, look, man, look, we appreciate y'all. We miss y'all because like even, you know, the proudest moment, of course, everybody know what happened with D nice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, and then that's the home. I've done several uh, Essence events with him. Um, and I should do those Hennessy parties. We've done a few of those together. So we, you know, real, real cool. And I didn't hook them up with, with stuff. Uh, he need, if he come down here, he need turntables and all that. So I was super happy for him. But that also made me look at it as if, um, you know, like people could just appreciate the format of us just DJing live from, from him doing what he did, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, uh, you know, cause I, man, I, I ain't gonna lie, I probably didn't been in 75 DJs uh, lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I go from Manny Fresh to Ride Smooth to Rockaway to D Nice to Kid Capri to uh, Rob G the General to GT Man to whatever, you know what I'm saying? I just be like, man, let me see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm kind of, I, I'm somewhat burnt out of, of just looking and listening. You know, as much, but it just, you know, it was just entertaining, especially pretty much everybody who I checked out was, you know, real good DJs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because this is another thing I also explained, like, man, look, if you're a DJ and you're a good DJ, you want to hear a good DJ. You yeah. don't want checking somebody live and, you know, don't get me wrong, I made, a, I made a few mistakes today, mixing or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Things happen, you know, we live. And it's crazy because I don't know if Make those same mistakes at the actual party or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, but for the most part, you, you can hear a good person, a good DJ, rather than when you step in and, and somebody and they just kind of like, it sound like a train wreck. You be like, oh man, I'm trying to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So when I go on your page, even if you got a podcast, whatever, I want to enjoy it. I don't want you to just be talking about, you on there talking about your baby mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Man, I thought I thought I thought Mike was gonna be talking about some music or talking about sports or whatever, something interesting. Like, man, I don't even know your baby Bob. Like, man, I'm clicking off. You know what I'm saying? So like you wanna you wanna hear something that's interesting, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's a podcast, music, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Cause like um people people find it somewhat interesting when I was talking about Manny um after the uh, Sky Starch battle. I just went live, I was just like, look, I got something to say. <laughs> I have something to say. 
because I had never done that before, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, for the most part, like, I don't even talk this much, like, in person. Like, I just be kind of more laid back and whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I had something to say about that, you know what I'm saying? So when I did that, you know, it was interesting because it was a lot of people who, you know, checked in to, to even hear what I had to say, you know what I'm saying? That was really interesting. Like, damn, these people really interested in what I got to say <laughs> about the battle or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't so much about the battle. My thing was about the respect. Yeah, because I'm like, bro, you're not just gonna dis- you can't just 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 disrespect none of my pockets. You know what I'm saying? I don't care you, Fat Joe. Who I I added Fat Joe. I hit him and Sky Storch. I said, don't come out here with all that foolishness. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want no smoke. Don't get me wrong, but I like I said, I just want them to respect because like they had got to, gotten to the point where they were saying, um, uh, they said, uh. I think he said uh, that shows his character. Like, oh, yeah. meaning he took a shot at him and all that. Like, no, you actually, you saying the right thing, but in the wrong manner. That is his character for, to do skits and things of that nature and joke about things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's your issue that you had a drug problem or whatever the case is. And plus his public knowledge. So he took a shot at you. you just, just like I said, he ain't mean nothing personal about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, because it's public knowledge. That's what came up on the albums and shit like that. So to me, it was like, damn, this nigga is moving fast because for him to, like, to me, that was creative as fuck to be able to come up with them skits that fast. Man, man, and he did that like a day. You know what I'm saying? He found out, he might have found out about that. Don't quote me, but I I see he might have found out that battle either the night before or the morning of or something like that. It wasn't like he had known that for a week or something. Wow. Yeah. For, I'm, I don't even know. I'm at the accent, but I don't think he had a whole lot of, you know, time, you know, to plan that. And, you know, like, oh, two weeks, I'm going to do this battle with Scott. I mean, no, it was it was very short notice as far as I know. Like I said, don't quote me because I don't. Yeah. I don't know. No, but I'm almost certain that it was real short notice. Man, that's that's a trip. That's so what you thought about? What you thought about? You saw the battle? What you thought about? Um, I felt like, I felt like, for me, Manny won, and that's mainly because I, because of where I come from. You know what I mean? Like Scott Storch wasn't moving me like that. Yeah. Which not to say that he he didn't have good beats. He plays some, some great songs, but at the same time, one one of my friends, the way he put it was, Scott Storch was playing for in the club, and Manny was playing for the parking lot. Cause the beats that Manny picked, like they were, they was hard as hell. Like every every song that he played, I was like, man. And then it was so much shit that he didn't play. Right, right. You know, like it was it was shit that just was popping in my head. Like, damn, I wish he played like, you know, BMJR or you know any any of the like Welcome to the Noya, all that shit. And you know, I I felt like Manny went easy on him. And then all the, a lot of the shit that Sky Storage did, he didn't produced by himself so it was just like yeah you know. that was that was the main thing you know what i'm saying because you know just just being taking my taking myself out of the friend equation like i try to think from a dj perspective yeah if i put on this record how how it will react in the club if i put on this record how would it react in the club so you know that would be manny record and his record right yeah, and song, each song against each song, I would say Manny won as well. Like I said, that's just from a DJ perspective. That's not that's not even from a friend perspective. Because I'm like, bro, you put on back that ass up. You put on. I don't remember all the songs he played or whatever. But say you put on back that ass up. You play, uh, go DJ. You whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like we get, you know, you see the reaction from. And plus, most of these songs are 20 plus years old. And right. you still getting that reaction, so that shows you the longevity in these songs. That's what I say. It depends on where you're from, too. Like, yeah, it was definitely based on that as well, because there was a lot of people from the East Coast would like certain songs, and people from the South or whatever. And I get that, because even like you just said, "Welcome to the Noia," they were they're not going. The East Coast not going to react to "Welcome to the Noia." You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've seen this up close and personal. Like, we we've been in a tunnel. The world famous tunnel before that shut down and all that. You know what I'm saying? And they rock. I ain't gonna lie, they rock. I was surprised. But I'm just saying that to see that I, I see how New Yorkers are at or react in, in Baltimore, DC, or you know, East Coast, 
Florida, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people react differently because the record might have hit harder in their in their um, region and whatnot. And I get that. Because even like Steel DRE, that's a banger. But you can't put Steel DRE down here, man. People going to be like... And 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 you you can't... Because what do you put that against? Back that ass up? Yeah. What happened? They're that? going crazy in the comments. They're going crazy. And the funny thing was people were saying like... It, I think that was a draw, and I was like, nah, not at all. Like, yeah, they called um something else was they called at least three songs a draw, and I'm like, bro, I didn't see that. I rather you, I rather you even pick Scott over Manny, but a draw, nah, this ain't no, this ain't even no draw, bro. Y'all but tripping? To me, I I felt like you know if they was gonna match it up properly, Fresh should have win maybe against Three Six Mafia. Maybe Lil John, somebody else other other than Scott Storch, because they they was playing two different styles of music. And it was it was a like I said, that's why I know for a fact that it was a last minute thing. I want to say that was supposed to be T Pain. Yeah, it was. T Pain won against Lil John. I think it was T Pain yeah. initially. And yeah. he did it so they called Manny like last minute. Manny like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Because Manny had done those things with the the, the uh, Beast Summit or whatever. Him and KLC. Yeah. yeah. And the, him and uh, I want to say Just Blaze was in one as well. Yeah, but anyway, you know he, you know, he's kind of done. He's done that before, so yeah. he thinks it's gonna pretty much be the same. You know what I'm saying? Now, me personally, this is what I think. That record shit cool. That's cool. Yeah, put your drum machines out. Do one live from scratch. Manny do one. Sky Stores do one, or whoever in a battle. Do one live from yeah. scratch. I could, I could put my, I could put, I could almost put my life up, Manny, because Manny come up with stuff much faster, than, much quicker, yeah. quicker than a lot of other producers, you know what I'm saying? And Manny come up with a beat in 10 minutes. Yeah. They're still, still working on a string line or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Put yeah. your drum machines up. I want to see, I want even even going further, whoever coming up new, you know what I'm saying? Well, not new as an artist, but new in, as far as the battle-wise, the new, the new contestants. Man, let them pull out their drum machines. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Because yeah. you think, think about it, most people have never seen Manny Fresh create a beat from scratch. Right. Scott Storch or Dr. Dre, any producer, Timberland, Swiss Beats, most people have never seen that. You might have maybe seen a little, I don't want to say a tutorial, but a little clip or something on YouTube or something like that, but maybe that's 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 probably it. But just live on, on the gram or whatever from scratch? Man, I, I, I tell people all the time, uh, when he had that session out here in LA and he was, he was on, he might've been on the MPC or something and he was doing the drums and then he was like fading it out himself and shit. And I was like, man, this nigga is just amazing. But look, he was sick. Manny, I've seen Manny, I've seen, um, damn, he used to do all Biggie beats and did some of Pac beats. Um, Damn. I can't think of his name right now either, but he did he did flavor in your ear. Okay. Um, damn, what is this? Um he been around here, OG got a uh, gap tooth or whatever, gap teeth. Um I cannot think of this man's name right now. But anyway, I've seen him on a on a uh, SB twelve hundred or whatever. And somebody maybe maybe P Rock. Cause P Rock primarily using MPC now. But anyway, like only a few people that I've seen on the actual SP-1200 and make that thing look like like it's a toy, like a real toy. They're just playing with it, you know what I'm saying? P-Rock, homeboy, I can't think of. Damn, what is this man's name, bro? Um, But anyway, like I would love to see man to pull out the SP-1200 live on somebody's Instagram or whatever. And bro, I'm telling you, he'll kill it. <laughs> he'll kill it. That battle will be, that battle will just be won in a matter of like minutes. Yeah. I'm trying to think if this dude's name is on these credits. I don't know, bro. Damn, he a genius though. He He's sick with it. Okay. He's sick with it. That's what's <laughs> up. Shit. Where, where can the people find you, Wop? Well, I'm I'm at the uh, what is it? The real DJ Wop on Instagram. Okay. I don't be on uh, 
Twitter, but I think I'm about to, I guess, re redo the account. So I, people been in my ear since all this is going on. I'm on Facebook, but on Facebook, I'm uh, Aunt Reg, A-N-T-R-E-G. Okay. I'm Aunt Reg, so I'm not DJ WAP or nothing like that on, on, on Facebook. Okay. I'm trying to figure out, they won't even let me change my name. They haven't, you know, because I was trying to make like all the, the 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 social medias or whatever the same you know what I'm saying but that that don't look like that's gonna happen yeah. but um that's it but other than that in the street street wise I'm always periodically at um the Mason Dragons Den um that's pretty much the only place that I be in the city yeah because everything else is like private events such as weddings and things like that but that's the only club 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 that I probably be at Dragons Den or, or, or the Mason and you you said you're doing a lunch mix, right? Yeah. Okay, and that's on Instagram. Yeah. Now for the lunch mix, I'm trying to just keep it old school for the lunch mix. Okay. So the lunch mix is all old school. I've only done it two days yesterday and today. So yesterday was old school. Today was old school. And normally, you know, for the past two days at least, it's been pretty much you know eighties, nineties, yeah, early two thousands or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And but but on Saturdays is a mixture. So Saturday, I might do, I might play the OJs, I might play Wu Tang, <laughs> I might play the Boys, I might play ABC, I might play UNLV, PNC. So you know, it's a chopper, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a mixture on on a uh, Saturday. You know, That's it's kind of it's kind of just a, a a real open format on a Saturday, but. I normally start off with old school, you know what I'm saying? I just think old school music sounds better. That's you know, my personal opinion. Yeah. And it's, of course, due to my age or whatever. But I just think, because old school music, to me, it gives you a different feeling from, you know, disrespect to anybody, but the new Migos or the new Drake. That old school, because, like, it's kind of like with old school, like if I play a song that you um, remember from hearing at your prom, that's a feeling. So it gives you a different feeling from the new whoever, even if it's the new Chris Brown or whatever. No disrespect to Chris Brown, the new Usher, the new whatever. The new music don't give you that same feeling. At least that's what I feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear, oh, man, I remember we was in high school and this and that. Your grandmother and your mama tell you a story about a song about player, a Diana Ross song or something. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, oh, man, oh, Mike, oh, man, your daddy went to, 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 to see such and such movie. And then after that, well, Dennis Diana Ross song came on the radio, whatever. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people be having stories behind that. And you can't get that with new music. You just can't. Because it hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't developed and, and, and sunk in yet. You know what I'm saying? Because it's new. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The left foot slide and the, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, you feel it because it's the new song of the moment or whatever, but you don't get that old feeling where you actually have like a real story to tell behind. Yeah, well, look, old song to me almost feel like looking at a picture. You know what I mean? Like you hear a song and it and it take you to like exactly where you was at. Yeah, I like that. That's oh, a great analogy. That's a great analogy. Yeah, because I see like like I don't have no old pictures, right? All the old, pretty much a lot of old pictures, you know, lost in Katrina. Yeah. So like I post, I recently, as a matter of fact, somebody just posted a picture. They call New Orleans something. There's something on a gram. And they posted a picture and they said uh they said uh, a rare they said a rare picture by um the man in Nice sent it to me. Um they said a rare picture of Manny Fresh and DJ Watt or whatever. And it was like we probably was 15, 16, 17 or something on both of the pictures. It was something I had posted on the gram before, but they took two of the pictures. Um, that I posted them at separate times, but it took two of the pictures and happened to just put it on somebody's gram or whatever. Wow. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it, because I think uh, it's still in my text, but I'm going to send it to you. But it just tripped me out how people, you know what I'm saying? But looking at that old picture, be like, man, you remember your girlfriend around that time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You remember, you know, you was in high school or, or, or junior high or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you look at that picture, and like you said, and see so many things, just by looking at that picture. And that's a great analogy of, you know, music. You know what I'm saying? It, it puts you in a certain time, you know. Because, like, I, I remember, I ain't gonna lie, certain songs, that's that old school songs, I'd be like, you know, just remember this from, from um, 
I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why all day, but Spike Lee movie. Um, with the family in Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying the family of Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Like I might hear certain songs of, like Rock Steady. Remember they was dancing. You know, even though I've heard Rock Steady a million times before and a million times after, I'll still remember in Brooklyn when they was dancing over this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, music, music like that, old school music, just definitely puts you in a certain place. And I love it. I love reminiscing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just, it's just a good feeling. You know. That's what's up, man. No shot to the new new music, but <laughs> that's funny, man. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Um, I appreciate y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is the Art of Letting Go. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you too, man. I'm gonna stop the recording so we can still talk. But uh, all right, episode. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Also, you can send me an email, theartoflettinggopodcast at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 213 three nine four two seven seven three also if you would like to support the art of letting go we got some really cool merch as well as we're now on patreon you can find us the art of letting go podcast subscribe to us thank you guys for listening this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go